Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duclas Roslin podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Look at what we have here, folks! To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling. And everything else, what is going on, brothers, sisters, non-binaries, extraterrestrials, and everyone else in between? I have the return of one of our favorite guests, a guy who's been with us for many, many years and just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I need this guy's autograph. That's how big of a deal he is. You've seen him everywhere, ESPN. You've seen him on all the different podcasts. You see him on all the different streaming services for pro wrestling. He's in MMA. He's in baseball. Jesus, he might be in the kitchen cooking right now. Who knows? Without further ado, welcome back our brother, the young Professor Matt Grafer. What's going on there, Professor? Ducamus Maximus. Happy... <laughs> uh... Happy four-year anniversary to you and I yesterday. Uh, so uh, this, this is airing Thursday, correct? Yes, Thursday right, so is then where. For those of you listening live, the day that it drops. Two days ago then, on, on Tuesday the 10th, marks exactly four years since I did my first ever podcast appearance with anyone, anywhere. And it was right here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And what a ride it has been in the four years that have ensued uh, after that podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to catch up with you, brother. Let me, let me ask you a question before we even go any deeper. Thinking about four years ago when we spoke and we agreed to have you on the show, how easy was the process just to get on? Very easy. And, and I learned uh, from that particular experience that if you are someone that is looking to get out there and, and make appearances, the best way to do it is ask. That's it. that's it. And that's all because you think especially shows that run weekly. Let's just do math here. Right. I am a professor. So let's do a little math, shall we? Uh, if someone runs a weekly podcast, that means they run 52 shows a year. OK, assuming they don't miss any weeks and, and assuming they don't even add any bonus shows or anything like that. So 52 weeks a year, especially shows that are interview based. That means they need to produce content for 52 shows. And if you're not trying to repeat, that means 52 guests. How many podcasts are there? Thousands, millions. 
do the math, folks. Everyone is looking for guests all the time. So just reach out. And if someone says no, well, you're, you're no worse off than you were when you asked. And if they say yes, well, now you've got an opportunity to get yourself out there to do a little marketing for yourself and, and make some good connections along the way. And so my appearance with you, good sir, and reaching out to you was really, truly among the best things I have ever done because it has really led me in a lot of uh, interesting directions since that. Well, you know, one of the things that I love about having you on and being part of this journey is that we've been able to help each other understand the greater landscape better and understand where to go and where not to go because of that. You know what I mean? It, it truly has been an experience of growth on so many levels. And I'll tell you, Professor, I, I, I just genuinely enjoy interacting with you, having you on the show. And then more importantly, watching you, because after every time you come on the show, you level up again. And I'm not saying, oh, yeah, because, you know, you're on my show and we're a big deal. No, it's because you just you're always moving, bro. And, it, and it's it's interesting to see that because it's like, OK, I just saw a professor just make that next level move. Should I, I need to go make a next level move, too. I got to keep up with this guy. <laughs> you know well, and I it's mean? it's cool because, you know, arguably when, when I first came on your show, I didn't really have there was really no reason for you to have me. Uh, <laughs> I was at that point, you know, a, a few days. I'm, you know, it's four years since you and I met, but I'm also a few days away from my five year anniversary of working in wrestling, period. So I only started five years ago this week. So it's it's only been five years. So in you know, the year leading up to me sitting down and talking to you and and the the Boston bad boy at the time. Shout out to the the Boston bad boy. That's I right. guess I scared him off permanently and he, he is no more. You know, you know, um, he and I are getting together for wings and, and drinks uh this weekend. It's kind of funny you, you mentioned it. Give him my uh my best or, or my worst. You you decide. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I really hadn't done anything. I, I worked for one promotion. Uh, I worked for for Go Wrestle for a year. I got a lot of practice in that year. And actually, I came on to promote my appearance uh, with Elijah Burke's charity show with the Love sure. Alive charity because that was really – Elijah was the first name, right? The first person that I'd seen on TV or had an action figure or anything that decided to give me a chance in anything outside of that you know, very small promotion that I worked for. And it really was the springboard that I that I desperately needed at the time. And um, so since then, uh, you know, just so much has happened. And so when I do come on, it, it is cool to kind of document this progress, because at the time I was like, yeah, I, I hosted this show. I didn't even really dress all that well at the time. I was just like I literally had just bought my first tuxedo because I wanted to wear it for that first big show. And and now so much has changed. And it's just been cool to to go through it with you and keep up because I, I, I do feel a, a legitimate kinship with you. You know, it's not just casual. It's, you know, you're someone that I call for advice and, and talk to on the side. And there's not, there really are not many people in, in my entire life that I do that with. And I'm glad I get to do that with you. And, you know, so it's always fun every, every six months or so I like to circle back and catch up with you and talk wrestling and talk all kinds of stuff because it's, it's all part of this Duke loves wrestling universe that you have constructed. Well, and, and it's it exists because of people like yourself. And, and for the record, even though you're only a year into the business when you first appeared on the show, um, you had a cool moniker, the young professor. You were a legitimate professor. And there's just something about you, Matt, where 
you're an adult. And I and I remember having you on the show that first time and saying that. So, man, you're you're an adult. You're you're actually a grown man. Um, and I'm not talking in years. I'm just talking in in terms of maturity. And I found that so refreshing and so interesting. Um, so I had to have you on the show because of that. You know what I mean? And and here we are over four years later and, and I was right. So it's it's just it's cool, man. It's it's really, really cool once again to have you be part of this this universe, so to speak, and and to see your growth. Now, talk to me about the Love Alive charity before we go any further, because you know, it's coming up again in a couple of days, right? Yeah, this uh, this Saturday night, I, I kind of go back to where it all began, and we're actually returning to the same exact venue that we were at four years ago uh, in in Jacksonville, Florida. It's at the Murray Hill Baptist Church, seven o'clock, and we're just having a great wrestling show. We've got a lot of talent from the NWA because uh, the Pope Elijah Burke, he is still very much a part and a staple of NWA programming. Uh, NWA World Women's Champion Camille is going to be there. Uh, she's someone I've always wanted to work with, so I'm excited about that. And really the best part of all of it is, you know, the Love Alive charity is aimed at giving back to the less fortunate and the homeless population in Jacksonville, which is sizable. A lot of people may not realize it, but Jacksonville, just by landmass, is the largest city geographically in the entire United States. Not oh, the yeah. highest population, but by land. Uh, and so, you know, it is a vast, sprawling landscape of area, and and there's a fair share of underprivileged folks. And Elijah Burke, a lot of people don't know this, you know, his background was in law enforcement prior to wrestling. And so he had a lot of interactions with these folks. And so as, you know, his star rose as he started transitioning to becoming an athlete and, and doing that professionally, he wanted to find ways of giving back because that was a part of the population that he always very personally connected with. And so that's where his Love Alive charity comes from. And he runs a couple of, it's usually about two events per year is what it has wound up becoming where we do this. And people can make donations uh, at any time during the year, but we, we raise a lot of money through all the ticket sales, through all the raffles and all the prizes we give away and any other donations and t-shirt sales that are there. So it's a great chance for everybody to come together put on a great wrestling show and do some legitimate good in the community of Jacksonville, Florida. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now talk to me about the uh, Savannah bananas because you know, we are coming up upon the new season, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I am dude. I am so excited. And uh, you know, while it may not sound like it's a wrestling topic, I, as someone that is on the inside of the Savannah bananas, we take a fair share of inspiration from the WWE. If you ever listen to our owner, Jesse Cole, talk in any of his many interviews, he talks about we are not just a baseball team. You know, we are the Harlem Globetrotters meets meets the WWE, meets, you know, uh, a just this high-octane Monster Jam show. You know, we've got dancing, we've got singing, we've got athletics, we've got unbelievable entrances and nonstop entertainment. And this year, I mean, they started as a small college wood bat summer baseball team, which is lower than minor league baseball. It's not affiliated minor league baseball. It is lower than that. It is a place where in the summer, these kids from different colleges would go and they would play in a wood bat league, you know, similar to major league baseball rules. So they could freshen up their skills before they go back to college and keep playing collegiate athletics. And now we are a professional barnstorming organization that is only playing this game that they have created called banana ball 
which is a two-hour game uh, with match scoring rules, meaning it doesn't matter how many runs you score, whoever, whichever team wins the inning wins a point for that inning. So, you know, it, that creates some interesting drama and dynamics. We've got unbelievable characters and, and people in the show. Uh, batters can steal first base. There's no mound visits. It's just high-octane, nonstop energy, fun. It is truly sports entertainment. And I think that's probably the closest relationship you can give it to wrestling is you think of wrestling as sports entertainment. And whether people like that term or not, it is sports entertainment. Uh, the Savannah Bananas are also very much sports entertainment. And I get to be a part of it, and that has been the most unbelievable experience of my entire life. Now, you were on uh, ESPN this past year, or at least last year. Can we expect more of that type of coverage there of the Savannah Bananas? Can we expect more cameos from the young professor? I mean, come on, give it to us straight here. In 2023, where are we going? I do think so. Uh, last year, you know, the team the team had been around for a while, but we did our first world tour last year, which really was only uh, seven or eight cities. We had about 15 games and, and we traveled all over the place and it blew up. I mean, right now, the the Savannah Bananas TikTok has about four million followers, whereas interestingly enough, the the closest major league baseball team has less than one million. So that gives you a little bit of idea of like what kind of population we're connecting with and how much work we're doing. And so last year. Our star was on the rise. It was like a rocket ship took off while we were on it. And they had us on HBO, on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel on HBO. We were on CBS uh, Sunday morning. We had CBS News at night. I mean, every major market news network, newspaper, we were on the cover of the New York Times, the LA Times. The bananas were everywhere last year. And we did, had a docuseries. We had an, a documentary crew follow us around for the entirety of that world tour uh, and it, they produced a five-part docu-series released on ESPN Plus called Banana Land, following all of our, you know, all of our uh, exploits and all the craziness that happened along the way. And it's a really great show. If you, any of you guys out there have ESPN Plus, go and check it out because you'll you'll get a little taste of what it is that we do. But I would like to think that there's going to be more of that. I know one of our camera guys. We had a we had a little meeting the other night, and I saw him there rolling some footage. So I don't know anything for sure, but uh, I don't think people usually bring their equipment with them for no reason. No, I don't think so. And I know wherever you are, there's going to be somebody filming because, legitimately, Professor, you're a star, and there's no two ways about it. Uh, wherever you are, positive things are happening. Things that people need to pay attention to, and it's interesting. I, I can see you. I'm going to make a prediction, Professor. I can see you transitioning somehow, some way into television and movies. Okay. I don't know if you've ever thought about acting, but I can see it. I can see it. Maybe, you know, we, we could do an updated version of major league or something like that. And, and, and you'd be <laughs> on commentary. I'm just, I'm point, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it into the universe. The young professor is going to be in some form of movie or TV show. Uh, that is not reality based. It'll be some type of drama, some type of uh, hijinks and what have you. I can see it in your in your uh, future there. Well, if you want to put a bug in the ear of any of your uh, many high high up friends in the world, Duke, I'm here for it because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here, you know, after the school day has passed. I, I'm in my classroom. I, I'm behind my desk still. And, um, you know, I, I like what I do. I've always enjoyed being an educator and a teacher, but 
I'll be very, very candid with you. I've been doing this for almost 11 years uh, teaching, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to be done with it. I'm ready to transition into full-time entertainment because I, I have learned in the last five years that this is my gift. This is what I am truly good at, and, and I think how much I've been able to do in that time is a testament to that, and, and I'm not done yet. You know, Once I can get to the point, and I'm really hoping that it's soon, where what I do at night and for all these sports organizations can pay the bills for me and my family. You know, we're a family of six, so that's that takes some doing. I'm not a 20-year-old kid that has nothing to lose, so that's why I have to work so hard on so many things simultaneously. But when that happens, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to jump all in, and, and I'm hoping that that is sooner than later. But in the meantime, it's just a matter of keep doing what I'm doing and, uh, and, and making big things happen where and when I can't. That's for sure. Well, listen, don't don't uh, leave them hanging here, Professor. Let everybody know, listening, what's the best way to keep up with you and, and reach out to you, especially if there are any. Uh, it's ironic. I do have a lot of filmmakers, screenwriters and all that other good stuff who are not only they listeners, but they've been on the show. So I know that you're going to be heard from some of those folks. Well, hey, man, send them my way and they can reach me in a multitude of places. Uh, Facebook is a great platform for me and I am at The Young Professor on Facebook. On Instagram and TikTok, I am at MG The Young Professor. And on Twitter, I am at Young Professor G. And Duke, I got to tell you, uh, I did defy some advice of yours. And, and we have not spoken about this since then, but I am in the process of authoring a book all about how to be a professional host. And I think it is a desperately needed uh, document that the world needs because, you know, I, I don't think there's any magic to what I do. There's just no education. on it. There's none. There's no training. And so I think um, I think people are tired of going to events where they are bored, where someone is up at the front and doesn't know what they're doing. And I think that I can help. So I think there's a way for me to still be the professor and educate people, but still be the entertainer that I feel like I was born to be. So I'm working on that. I am many, many tens of thousands of words into drafting the first draft, but uh, I am projecting that book to be released sometime early to mid-2024. So be on the lookout, folks. So now the guy is an author as well, in, in case you're wondering there, folks. That's good stuff. So it, it begs the question, Professor, and I'll, I'll, let's let's end off on this one here. Um, you know, there's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of uh, reports out there. The rumor mill has been stirring. Is it true that the young professor has purchased World Wrestling Entertainment? No comment at this time. What is up, you guys? This is Kylan King, the mother effing king, and you are listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 